0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 25th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's loss to the Boston Celtics at the Amway Center as a tired Orlando Magic team. Uh, struggled to 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 find the find the way to, to to get to the finish line. To be frank, and and find a way to slow down a a a strong Celtics attack led by, of course, Kemba Walker. We'll talk a little bit about uh, where the Magic stand, kind of physically, and 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 how they're struggling to just kind of dig down and and find that find that find that uh that that key to their whole whole identity. And it's it's, it's certainly something that's a bit frustrating at this point of the season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching review the download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming to Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to get the lowdown on the Celtics perspective of this game? Check out Locked On Celtics. Going to look ahead to Sunday's game against the LA Clippers? Check out Locked On Clippers. No matter what team you cheer for or who you want to know, know about, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Things were going pretty well for the Orlando Magic in the second quarter after a slow start to the game where they looked as helpless and clueless defensively as they did in Wednesday's loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Magic got a timeout and started to buckle down. And they played really, really good defense. They played really, really good offense off of that. And the Magic built a 16-point lead. Yes, the Magic built a 16-point lead in this one. They got great ball movement. They attacked the paint. They got to the rim. They got to the basket. They defended, deflecting passes and, and stopping dribble penetration, forcing tough threes. The Magic played for about 12 minutes. It was maybe 10, 11 minutes. Exactly how they need to play. As, as good as they've played in a, in, a, in a while, it seems like. or At least since that Lakers win a, a, a week ago. But it didn't last. Kemba Walker made sure it didn't last. He scored 19 of his 27 First half points in the second quarter. He scored more than half of the Celtics' points in the first half. And he clawed the Celtics back into the game. The momentum was on Boston's side. Orlando had lost track of him in pick and rolls. They gave up threes going trying to fight over screens. Nikola Vucevic was dropping too deep. And just all that attention to detail that is so vital for this Magic team and is so essential to their success, withered and disappeared once again. And Orlando tried to change things up. They tried to attack Kimball Walker in different ways. They tried to trap him. They tried to press up a little bit more on their their pick-and-roll defense, uh, something that they don't usually do. And he just torched them again and again and again and again. The Magic were at a complete loss at this point. The Magic were unable to catch up and they were never going to catch up. Every mistake in that second half was turned into Boston points. And Boston now, playing with confidence even without Jalen Brown and without Jason Tatum, were putting the screws on the Magic. Defensively, they played a lot more physical. They forced the Magic off their spots. They forced tough jumpers. They didn't allow... Easy paint touches for Nikola Vucevic, and the Magic missed a lot of open shots in the process too. And by the end of the game, by the, as, as, the, as the game began to wind down, with Boston holding on to a 10-8, you know, somewhere in that range point lead, Magic actually cut it down to five with about three and a half minutes left. The Magic were scrambling, trying to force jumpers, trying to force shots in, just trying to get anything going. Because they weren't getting in the paint, they weren't getting foul calls, they weren't getting anything else. And that's exactly where Boston wants you. The Magic defense never came back around. It was another poor defensive performance for Orlando. And Orlando's offense certainly withered away. The Celtics defeated the Orlando Magic 109-98 at the Amway Center, having the Magic fall to 21-25. and Still 7th in the East, mind you, but certainly a team that is slipping and that is, frankly, very, very tired at this point. Magic have played a lot of games in a lot of days. It's, uh, I believe, it was 15 games in 27 days, entering Wednesday's game. So they will have played, set. Uh, they will have played 18 games in 31 days, I believe. 18, let's say 18 games in 32 days after Monday. Fatigue is not an excuse, but it is a reality. And the Magic have allowed a lot of slippage in their defensive principles and have allowed a lot of slippage just overall. Offensively, their, their legs look heavy. They're not making they're not making shots that they would normally make, especially Nikola Vucevic. None of that matters. The games go on and you have to find a way. You have to figure out a way to compete and to win at this level. The Magic are struggling to do that. And the results are what they are. The Celtics certainly aren't here to listen to excuses either. They didn't have Jalen Brown. They didn't have Jason Tatum. They didn't have Ennis Canner. They're still able to find a way to win. And that's really the big difference right now between a team like the Celtics and a team like the Magic. Finding ways to win. And that's where things stand at the moment. The Magic unable to get their shots to go down and unable to defend at a high level ultimately fell apart, and the Celtics took home a 109-98 victory. Hey guys, it's Walker
0: Mayo, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier.
3: Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as we as we uh, get this Saturday show, uh, hopefully shorten it up a little bit. Uh, Evan Fournier leads the team in scoring with 30 points, 11 for 19, shooting 5 for 10 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds for him. Um, Fournier was really the only guy that had anything going offensively consistently throughout the night. Um, I, I thought that he had some really brilliant moments offensively overall, but honestly, like he shot efficiently, so you know I'm not I I I wouldn't say he had a bad game, but especially late in the game when the Magic were 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 trying to come back in it, uh, some of his shot selection was just a little bit off. And I thought his shot selection wasn't great all night. Um, but he was making shots, so you know you, you take you take the hot end hand where you can get it. Um, but he he was you know I just didn't like his shot selection down the stretch, and I thought in, in key moments he was trying to force his offense because no one else was going to do it. No one else was going to do anything else do do it. And Orlando just, their team game fell apart as the game went on. They only had 18 assists, 18 assists on 36 field goal makes. And the Magic are usually a better than 50% assist to field goal make ratio team. And so the fact that Orlando, you know, most of their most of their shots are coming off assists. So if they're not getting assists, then they're in trouble. And, and so it felt like that they were in trouble in this game because of that, because um, they were not moving the ball effectively or they were not getting good shots. and. There are certainly shots that they had that they, they did make, and I'll talk about that here coming up in a minute. But I, I felt like Fournier really tried to force the issue and take it upon himself to try and score in this game. And that's that's just not how it's gonna that's not how this team's gonna work. That's not how this team's gonna win. That's not how this team's ultimately going to succeed. Um, and so you know, I, I gotta dock him some points for that. But Fournier, again. Yeah I I think the one thing that we can say about this team is they will fight. They they effort is not the problem. I know I've seen some fans kind of say that, that this team's not trying hard, or they're not working hard enough and and that's frankly not the case at all. This team is fighting really really hard. They they probably I mean they were down early bit, they were down big early, they they came back, they took their big lead uh, and they gave that away. Um but they you know, they could have easily packed it in. They were struggling in so many different arenas and they're still down by five with three and a half minutes to go. It's the, the issue is execution and the issue is decision making when 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 things get tight. And and that's not about effort. The guys are trying hard. And honestly, I thought Fournier was trying a little too hard to to, to make something happen because no one else was doing it. And right now I think a big thing for the Magic is kind of rebuilding a little bit of trust in each other and a little bit of trust. Um, in in what they're running to 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 kind of take that next step and and, and they're again they're, they're struggling because the results just aren't quite there yet. A big reason why those results aren't quite there yet is Nikola Vucevic and and I you know I I do have to really dive into his game here a little bit. 17 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, three turnovers, six for 18 shooting, two for seven from beyond the arc. Nikola Vucevic is a bit of a lightning rod among fans and and I think. A lot of it's wrong, uh, you know. Frankly, I think a lot of it is, you know, people are bitter about him for some reason. Uh, you know, I would, I would honestly argue the Magic did not run enough through him that he was probably the Magic's best player for a lot longer than people were willing to recognize that, and 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 the Magic were running plays for uh, for other people. As Steve Clifford puts it, he often takes Vucevic for granted because he works so well uh, without having any plays run for him, but. Ultimately, Nikola Vucevic's effectiveness and and his role on the team is to make shots and to be an efficient shooter and an efficient scorer, um because he's working a lot in the low post because he's able to kind of draw centers out to the, to the three point line and 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 to the mid range game and it's it, it, it ultimately Vucevic covers for his shortcomings on defense with his ability to make shots and this year he's obviously shooting. Uh, a, a, a low field goal percentage for his time with the Magic. So since his rookie year with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, he's shooting more threes than ever before. Uh, and I'm not sold that that's the right idea for him. At least not yet. I mean, maybe he spends the whole summer working on his three point shot, comes back shooting, you know, 40 percent like Brook Lopez is, and and then all of a sudden you've got a really, really, really stellar player on your hand. Someone, you know, and and I honestly, that's probably is something that Vucevic needs to continue to improve and work on his game with. Um, you know, you you look at what Lopez did. You look at what Jokic does, has done as a three point shooter. Um, you look at what Marcus Sulls, frankly, done as a three point shooter. That really changes your game as a center in the NBA if you can hit that outside shot at at a very good clip. And and Vucevic right now just isn't doing that. Um, but Vucevic's offense is is what he is best at. That is his elite skill, or maybe not elite skill, but that is his All Star caliber skill. So when he shoots six for eighteen, when he misses five three pointers. And a lot of them are open, and these are all shots that he should make. He's, you know, it's it's really puzzling and it's really frustrating. But Vucevic is, frankly, right now shooting the magic out of games. Um, and it, that doesn't mean I don't. That doesn't mean I think that that match should bench him or, or reduce his role in any way. It's the way this team is built; is they are built to ride or die on Vucevic. Now, whether that should be the case, whether that that is a way the team should be built, is certainly a, a matter for debate. But the way this team is constructed is they need Vucevic to be productive. And so, yes, he's getting the raw—I I talked about this Wednesday. He's getting the raw numbers. He's still putting up some some solid numbers. You know, Zach Lowe had him as one of his—not his, his first guy out, but someone he considered for the Eastern Conference All-Star team that just missed it. He's, a you know, honestly the best player on a playoff team, so he deserves consideration for that. But he is having probably—honestly, probably having his worst season in a Magic uniform. Um, the only year I would say is probably worse was the year that Serge Ibaka was here, and, and and that was just a disaster of so many levels, and it's amazing Vucevic survived that. Um, but this is this was just another example of a game where the Magic needed Vucevic to just make a shot. You know, he makes an open three at the right time. The, 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 the tide is stemmed. They, you know, the, the run stops. You know, they, they, they can decompress and take a breath. And it just feels like Vucevic just has not been able to make that breakthrough this year. That that for whatever reason the shots just aren't going down for him. Uh, you know, even shots in the paint. I, I I I would note that he was last year, I believe, 0.92 points per possessions or 0.97 actually, points per possession on post-ups, according to uh according to uh um synergy. This year he's at like 0.72. And he's Taking a a whole lot fewer post ups this year than he did last year. So that's all to say, you know, Vucevic has not been effective in in the areas that he is most effective. And and this game was a great example of that. He missed open threes again. Make a three at the right moment. Everyone calms down. You start running your offense better. You you know you force the defense to change some things, and all of a sudden you look a whole lot different. Um, his post ups are not good. Teams are doing a good job crowding him, and he doesn't work well in traffic. And he struggled a little bit with the way teams are playing him physically. And it's it's you know carbon copy of what the Raptors did to him in the playoffs. It's it, just has to find his way, and the Magic need him to find his way. And and, and frankly, you know I, I I rarely give Fs in my in my grades columns, and you know I, I think Vucevic deserved an F in this game because ultimately. His role is to make shots and to make open shots. If the Magic set him up for a shot, they trust him to make it. And you can live with making or missing shots, but when it is your best player, who his role on the team is to make or miss shots, he's got to make them. And and a game like this, that honestly six for 18 2 for seven on threes. Let's say he makes two more of those threes. That's that's six points. Um, you know, so that he's at eight for eighteen. Let's say he makes another, you know, two or three baskets there. So another, you know, you're 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 essentially down. 14 points. You know, let, let, let's even be modest. You're down 10 points from Nikola Vucevic in this game. From shots that you know you should be making. And you lost by 11. So again, I I think Nikola Vucevic is a big difference for the Magic that, that that's missing on this team. Another guy that struggled again though, Terrence Ross. 8 points, 3 for 14 shooting, 2 for 11 from beyond the arc. 6 rebounds, so at least he was active on the glass. Um, Ross has the green light to shoot, but... I did not like his shots in this game, especially a lot of his three pointers. Two for eleven on threes. He was kind of rounding corners and taking a lot of contested threes and a lot of hurried threes, especially in the fourth quarter as the Magic were trying to make their run. I just I I just did not like his shot selection. It was a lot of step in threes. It wasn't coming off screens with him in that in that in that quarter. Um no rebounders there, so he wasn't billipsing threes either. It, it was just it was just bad. It was just bad shot shot, shot selection and and there are games where Ross is going to miss shots. He's got the green light. He is kind of a flamethrower, so he's either going to going to go off or he's not. Um, but you know, he's still got to be smart about the shots that he takes. And you know, th- this game was just just a lot of bad decisions. You know, uh, you know, from Fournier, from Ross. I mean, I know Fournier had a had a good game in a lot of ways, but from Fournier, from Ross. You know, Gordon made some bad driving decisions. Fultz made some bad driving decisions. Just a lot of bad decisions from players that the Magic deed that that players at the Magic need to to perform, especially without Jonathan Isaac, especially without DJ Augustine, especially with all the injuries that this team has faced. I mean, the margin for error is is so much smaller, and it's already pretty small. And you know that th- this team just isn't performing at the level that they need to to win games against quality opponents. Uh, you know, th- the Magic might have been able to survive like this against a worse opponent, against a team that isn't as good defensively, against a team that. That isn't as potent offensively, or doesn't have a guy like Kemba Walker. You know, who's who's to say that? You know, they're playing playing like Cleveland. That's that's not that they wouldn't have had enough to win. I mean, they they honestly have played like this against Cleveland and beaten them. So the question is not whether the Magic can beat bad teams playing the way that they're playing. They're certainly better than a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference. And 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 you know, they honestly like even the way they played. They deserve to be a playoff team. You know, at least among the Eastern Conference. Maybe not in. You know the grand scheme of things, but it's it it it's just right now the team is not getting players to play the roles that that they need them to play, and and against quality opponents, against playoff caliber, high level playoff caliber teams, the magic just don't have it all together right now, and I, I I I you know I'm kind of at a loss for words to describe it any other way, but but you know they're just not getting the performances and the plays that they need from from the guys that they count on. You know Aaron Gordon, a good example of that. 12 points, 4 for 11 shooting, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 turnovers. He did some nice things. He had some nice plays. Two of his baskets were really nice drives to the to the rim. He's doing, you know when he's around the basket, when he's in the paint, he is actually pretty good. But still dribbling too much, still feeding away on jumpers, still settling for mid-range jumpers, still not hitting his spot-up threes and still committing a lot of charges. I mean, I think he had two charges in this game uh and it's just not playing with a level of control. So again, it's 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 you know, I'm gonna, I I think I need to talk about this a little bit more, but it's it's all about attention to detail with the magic. It's all about kind of sticking to who this team is and, and not freelancing too far off of it and and it's just it's just been tough. It's 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 a really tough stretch right now for the team and and obviously they're they're struggling because of it. The Orlando Magic ended up shooting 40% from the floor, 12 for 37 from beyond the arc, 14 for 19 from the foul line, so they struggled to the foul line, 13 offensive rebounds for the team, 14 turnovers, those 14 turnovers turning into 19 Celtics points. Those offensive rebounds turning into 13 second-chance points. So again, you know, you, you look through these stats, Orlando played fairly even with Boston. You know, Boston wins 42 to 36 in points in the paint, 13-13 in second chance points. The Magic uh, out outscore them eleven to ten in fast break points. Um, you know, fourteen turnovers each. Nineteen points for the Celtics, fourteen for the Magic off those turnovers. It's it's not a huge difference between these teams. But Boston shoots forty six and a half percent, fourteen for thirty five from beyond the arc. Kemba Walker scores thirty seven on twelve for twenty three shooting. So you know, not a crazy efficient game for him. Six assists, four steals for him. Twenty two points for Gordon Hayward. He came on especially in the second half. Uh, but fourteen rebounds, five turnovers for him. 16 points for Daniel Thice. Um, you know, again, it's Boston had Walker have a big moment in the second quarter. He went on a run in the second quarter. That got them back in the game, that got them some confidence, and the magic couldn't slow him down. They couldn't adjust their defense enough to slow him down and, and get out to everyone. And frankly, you know, so much of the magic's problems is just they don't hit shots. Is you know, their defense is weakened by the fact that they don't score enough, that they go through long stretches where they just can't get shots consistently. And you know their defense wasn't good tonight, and and, and wouldn't it be good even if they made they were making shots. But you could just just see the frustration growing on this team about that. And and you know Orlando has to kind of find a way to get back to their basics. And I think that's that's really the big lesson coming from this game. The Boston Celtics defeat the Orlando Magic 109 to 98 at the Amway Center. Orlando will close out their three-game homestand on Sunday against the an easy opponent, the LA Clippers. <laughs> And, 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 and like I said, you know, there isn't a whole lot to say about this game. You know, I, I, I really do believe that the Magic are not far off, you know, are not far off from a lot of these teams that they're facing at the, at the top of the standings. So, you know, yes, Boston was out Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, you know, maybe they're not, you know, competitive with the, that first, second, third, fourth seeded teams, but they can compete with these teams. They've got to fight. They they, they they have the game plan, they have the ability to play with these teams, but it it still feels like they're missing an extra element. Whether it's a star player like Kemba Walker, who, who can really change a game on his own, and you know, again, the magic star player Nikola Vucevic, you know, for, for all his flaws and 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 certainly shortcomings, he is. You know, the, the Magic are missing him kind of kind of lifting the team up a little bit. You know, the Magic don't have a guy right now that can kind of take the reins of a game on his own. And, you know, maybe a center can't do that because it's it's tough for centers to, to control the tempo of a game like that. Maybe Marco Fultz is too young or, or too inexperienced to do that quite yet. But the Magic are missing some element of that. Um. And, and again... This is all about the margin for error. This is all about what the Magic need to do to win games. And the Magic, ultimately, what they need to do to win games is play defense. If they're playing strong defense, they have a chance to win every game. But it it honestly goes a little bit beyond that. It's taking smart shots. It's moving the ball. It's playing within the designated role that you have. And it just comes down to executing and, yeah, making or missing shots. There have been so many games this year where the Magic simply lost because they couldn't hit shots. Even good shots, even good-looking shots. The Magic didn't get a lot of good looks in this game. But the Magic have known this for a long time, and yet it doesn't always feel like it doesn't always feel like they 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 understand that or they they play the way they know they have to play to make up for that. You know, it's, it's, it, it feels like a broken record at this point. You know, between the loss to Golden State, the loss to Oklahoma City, it, it really feels like a broken record in saying that right now the Magic need their leaders. Right now the Magic need Nikola Vucevic to step up. They need Evan Fournier to play like he... I mean, honestly, Evan Fournier did his job in this game. I I, I quibble with his with his shot selection late in the game, but... It didn't really feel like they, they, they could trust anyone else to, to go get a bucket. And so, yeah, maybe Fournier needed to be a little bit more uh, more looking to pass off his shots or, or, to, or to look for better shots, but it, it just doesn't always feel like the Magic have kind of the full deck. And, and that's really been the frustrating part of the season is a lot of the things the Magic expected to have, and they've had some surprises, Isaac certainly among them, Fultz certainly among them, of all the things they've expected to have, they've been missing some very key elements. Whether it's Vucevici shooting, whether it's Ross regressing a, a ton, whether it's Gordon not taking another step forward in his game, or, or another clear step forward in his game. It's it's forced. and then of course the injuries on top of that have only added to this problem, but it just feels like the magic are close. But unable to, to join that party. And they still have time to get there. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, they've played a ton of games in a short amount of time. They've played a lot of games and they look tired. Like it's not an excuse, but the lack of attention to detail does have something to do with just physical fatigue. Maybe not mental fatigue. Maybe not, maybe not, you know, like they're they're you know, they need naps, they need to sleep more tired, but they've just played a lot of games. And it's nice to have been home for a little while, but there was no rest between the end of that road trip and these sets of games. Now, you know, you're pros, you've got to figure it out, and it's not an excuse that the games still count. But it matters. And I suspect that after Monday's game, when you know Magic get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday off before their next game against the Miami Heat at home. I suspect before that ga- by that game, by that game next Saturday, the Magic are going to look like a completely different team. You know, maybe not during that game Saturday. Cuz you know, they'll be a little bit out of rhythm having not played for, you know, 5 days. But I I would I I would suspect that If the Magic are going to make a a run similar to what they made last year, and that probably won't be similar, but the schedule lightens up considerably in February, at least on paper. If the Magic are going to make a run, they're, they're they're going to do it. The schedule's set up for them to make another push. Now, are they going to get to the sixth seed? Probably not. Can they comfortably sit in seventh? Certainly they can. They've had a rough, a little bit of a rough go of it lately. January's been a rough month for them, even though they've had their most successful January in eight years. But this has also exposed a lot of things about this team. And it is all about that attention to detail. When the conditions aren't perfect, how do you play? That's what identity is. What you do when. You're not at your best. What you do no matter what. And this Magic team, yeah, they don't really have, they they know who they're supposed to be and they show it sometimes, but it's certainly wavered. They've certainly had some puzzling and poor performances. This team doesn't quite look like a full playoff team in the way that they did last year. And none of this is new. I, I, I should say that. Like, I feel like I'm repeating a lot of things that I've talked about over the last week. What What happened against Boston isn't anything new. I'm not breaking any news here. I'm honestly at a, at a loss to figure out what to say because I feel like I've said a lot of these things already. But ultimately, it rests on the magic to change these things. Yes, getting some rest next week is going to help. It's going to help a lot, I think. Yes, the, the schedule lightening up is going to help too because the Magic perform really well against teams below five hundred. They they have a very strong record against sub five hundred teams. There's no reason to think that will not continue. They you know, the hallmark of a playoff team is you beat the team, you win the games you're supposed to win. And yeah, we're coming off a loss to the Golden State Warriors, but it they, they 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 have mostly taken care of their business in these games. And so. You know, really, it's all in the magic to do it, to find those details, shape up, and make their run. It's, It's certainly, certainly still possible. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip MD, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this locked-on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.